I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scan Squad. I'm Patty Teal here as usual with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Hi, Vicki. How are you today? Hi, Patty. I have a guest with us today, Patty. This is Mary. She is an 18-year-old college student, had just moved out of her home, and she unfortunately was caught up in a scam. And Mary was willing to come on the program today and share what happened to her in the hope that this will warn other people about what is going on out there. And I think it's so interesting, Patty, because often we have older folks who have been victimized by scams. This time, it's an 18-year-old college student. So I'm so happy, Mary, that you're here to share your story. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mary called my fraud hotline. I understand, Mary, that this scam started with a phone call. Is that correct? Yes, it did. I was an 18-year-old moving out, and I was coming home and walking to my house, and I received a call, and I picked up my phone, and I realized it had the same area code as my number. I wasn't too suspicious of what kind of number it would be, Mm -hmm. so I answered the phone, and it began with a lady on the line t- telling me that um, she was a part of the Border Control and Customs. And she gave me her name and her badge ID. She told me that there was a package under my name labeled to my address with my information. And inside the package, it contained uh, $70,000 worth of money, a lot of illegal substances and fake IDs as well. Seemed kind of legit. And they also knew my name and my age and where I lived. So it seemed real because I don't know who would have that information and my phone number and know that all about me. Line was transferred to a male who gave me his name and his badge number. And I looked him up online to verify his identity. And it was, in fact, a real person. For the first hour of the call, he asked me, like, do I know anyone who would do this if somebody had my identity? He was telling me things like I had six bank accounts opened under my name that I had no idea about that had hundreds of thousand dollars in them. Personal bank account, I only have one and it does not have anything as close to what he was saying. So I was telling him that those accounts are not mine. And he was saying that he assumed somebody stole my identity and was doing this activity under my name. He was telling me that if I just listen to his instructions, that I can remove myself from the situation and not face any legal trouble. He also told me that since the package of my name and my address, I was the suspect and that if I did not comply and help them out, there is a warrant out for my arrest that was going to be released once I hung up the phone. If I don't comply, that there would be a red mark on my record for the rest of my life and that I would not be able to get any loans or any financial help in the future at all. And that I would have a lot of issues just living my life and progressing normally as I go on and that I could go to court and I could go to prison as well and face a lot of fines for the acts that he told me I could have committed. At one point, when I shared my feelings that I was skeptical of this guy and what he was doing, he told me that he was going to transfer the line to the sheriff of the San Luis Obispo Police Department. And within 30 seconds of him saying that, I was talking to a new guy who was answering to the saying he was the sheriff of the San Luis Obispo Police Department. He gave me his badge ID and he gave me his name. And I asked him, is there a warrant out for my arrest? And he said, yes, there is. And if you don't do what this man is saying, then we're going to release it and we're going to come arrest you. 
So after that phone call, I was convinced because I talked to three different people telling me the same different things, giving me their names and their badge IDs. It was making everything seem so real and they knew where I was and all my information. It was very strange. So I was just under the impression that somebody in my past, maybe I'd gotten my name and gotten me all involved in this and that something really bad could actually be happening to me right now. But I was unaware at the time that this was actually completely fake. I believe he picked the perfect victim because I had just moved out. I'm not familiar with how to handle my own money or like how the law works or things like that. It scared me a lot. I was really scared at that point. He said, all my money is unsafe right now because all the bank accounts I have under my name were going to be closed. And if I didn't want my actual bank account to be closed, then I was going to have to withdraw my money to keep my money in my name. He told me that I would have to go to the bank, withdraw all my money in cash, and go and get a financial bond and that the next day a man would come to my home and exchange those bonds for a cashier's check in for that amount of money so I could open a new bank account. At this point, I was already emotionally worn down by all the details he was telling me and the trouble that I thought I was going to be in. He told me I couldn't call my parents. I couldn't tell anybody else what was going on in the situation. So at that point, I dropped everything I was doing. I called out of work and I went to the bank and withdrew all my money. After that point, he directed me to a grocery store, which was really odd to me because I don't know why they would have these financial bonds at a grocery store. I wasn't even sure what a financial bond was. And so he directed me to go into the store and purchase the highest amount of gift cards as I possibly could and as many as I could with all my cash. I went to this first grocery store and he conducted me to purchase $500 Target gift cards. At that point, I was really confused, but I was also really nervous about my future and my record and my money and my security. And I was really scared of what this guy could do because he knows my name and my address. I was not thinking clearly, so I continued to follow the instructions. About two hours later, I had $3,500 worth of gift cards in my hands. After I had all those, he was directing me to give him the gift card numbers. Finally, I realized I was standing in a grocery store about to spend another $1,000 on these gift cards. And I realized I just gave away all the numbers and he has those numbers and that is my money that he had. I'm so glad that I realized that right before all my money was gone. At that point, I hung up on him because he was scaring me. He was asking me for my ID. He's asking me for my social security number. He was asking me all these personal questions. And at that point, I was really nervous because I did not think that people like that needed that information. So I hung up and he continued to call me and I just called 911. I immediately went to the police station in San Luis and a police officer met me there saying there was no warrant under my from after my arrest and that this was just a total scam. And that's about it. That's an incredible story. That is one of the most sophisticated scams that I have ever heard. And I have heard a lot of scams Mm -hmm. during my time here doing this kind of work. Anybody would have fallen for that. Anybody would have fallen for that, Mary. I mean, my goodness, the details that they had about your life and to scare you that way, of course, the badge number, you looked up their name, anybody would have fallen for this. But I'm so sorry that they scared you that way and that they scammed you. I just feel terrible about it. Mm -hmm. I noticed recently that there's been a rise in a lot of these scams because I've noticed that story in the paper about the local mental health worker who lost a lot of money. And that's how I came in contact with you, Vicky. So a scam happened to her. And then recently, my friend received a call giving him the same exact information they gave me, saying that there was a package under his name with all these informations and that he's in a lot of trouble and they need to follow the instructions. It was so odd that a friend had that experience within weeks after mine. And I told him to hang up the phone immediately. It's been happening a lot more recently. 
So I just advise people to watch out and do not give any personal information over the phone. That's very good advice. And it's interesting because it sounds like they're targeting young people. If this friend of yours got targeted also. Mm -hmm. And it's such a compelling story. And the fact that they used an actual employee at the police department and you took precautions Mm-hmm. You were smart. You went ahead and Googled the name, and sure enough, there was the name, and he was an employee of the police department. Was it San Luis Obispo mm-hmm. or Sheriff's Department, one of the law enforcement agencies? I mean, anybody would have fallen for that and would have been scared. And even the story was plausible mm-hmm. that they had gotten a hold of this package, and the package was under your name, and there was $70,000 in it, and a fake ID and controlled substances. That raised the suspicion that you might have somehow been involved. I mean, it's a very well thought out, sophisticated Mm -hmm. kind of story. And they had enough personal details, like you say, about you. They had your name and your address and your phone number. They knew something about you. I wonder if they knew you were a college student, or I wonder if they had an idea of your age. I still have not been able to figure out where they got all the information about me because I did receive a new phone number within the last six months. I have changed addresses within the last six months. I've had a birthday within the last six months. It was all recently, and I don't know where they got this information from. Yeah, it's very scary. This is really a ploy that these fraudsters do. They try and what we call get you under the ether. They try and get you to the place where you're thinking emotionally because you're so frightened and you're so in disarray. And once they get you into that state, most victims follow their directions to a T and believe everything that they say. What were the red flags? When I first pulled up to the grocery store, I did not know why I needed to conduct government financial issues at the grocery store. It was very odd. And then when I told him my feelings that I did not feel like this was right, he became really aggressive and saying that like, well, it doesn't matter to me. Like I could just release this warrant on you. And standing in the aisle at the grocery store, once I realized that the numbers were like the access to my cash, then I panicked and I realized this was probably a scam. Did anybody in the grocery store when you were buying these gift cards, did anyone say, hey, why are you doing this? Or can I just ask why you're buying a gift card? Did they try and warn you in some way? None of them warned me. They only told me that I can only purchase two $500 ones at a time. After the incident, I did some research and found that most stores like Target or Walmart, they train their employees to watch out for these people trying to buy a large amount of worth of gift cards. I also noticed in some other stores recently that they do put up signs near the gift card little areas that saying like, please watch out and giving warnings. But I do think that each of those sections where all the gift cards are, that this section is just so busy with all the colors that you cannot see those signs the way that you need to. Looking back, when I was initially in the bank, I had to go in person to withdraw my money. And the lady was saying like, oh, give me one second. I'm going to have to pull up a questionnaire before we can withdraw this amount of money because it's a significant amount. And then for some reason, when I was at the bank, I didn't have to answer any of those questions as to why I was pulling the money out. And I think if I did have to answer those questions, then I would have stopped right then and there. Oh, boy. That's a shame. And there were really two places where you could have been helped. One was your Mm -hmm. bank and one was at the grocery store with the clerks. And it sounds to me like people just weren't well enough trained at either of these locations to give you the help that you might have been able to use. 
I will tell you this, though. Um, I've talked to many fraud victims over the years, and many of them will say to me, well, somebody did try and warn me, but the crooks were in my ear saying, now, if somebody tries to tell you don't do this, don't listen to them, keep on doing what you're doing, you need to do this. I think something people should know is that this happens very often and it happens to people that you don't usually suspect that it's going to happen to. Like recently, a lot of people in the psychology field have been targeted. It's not just seniors. It's not just people who are considered to be dumb or unknowledgeable. This happens to anybody and this is their job and they are trained to get in anybody's head and have them follow their demands. Yeah. That is a very important insight and it's something that we've talked about on this show People have this illusion that people who fall for these frauds must be uneducated or ignorant or older or somehow mentally incapacitated. Not true. Not Mm -hmm. true. And many people that I have on my show are professionals. I have had doctors, lawyers, judges, you name it. Mm -hmm. They are all victimized by these scammers. So I can't thank you enough, Mary, for coming on the show, for being so articulate, for telling us so clearly what happened to you, giving us ways to avoid it. I just appreciate it. I really admire you so much. Thank you, Mary. Thank you so much. Wow, that was a really interesting story that Mary shared. I really realized more than ever how easily it is to become a victim. And one of the things that she raised is how did they get her name? How in the world did that happen? Why did they pick her? And I do have some good news, and it's a headline that I'm going to share with you. This is dated Tuesday, April the 12th of this year. It's from the United States Department of Justice. And the headline is this, United States leads seizure of one of the world's largest hacker forums and arrests the administrator. So you might wonder, what is a hacker forum? Well, it is a popular marketplace for cyber criminals to buy and sell hacked data. So this is data stolen from corporations universities, and government entities in the United States and elsewhere, including databases containing sensitive private data of millions of individuals around the world. And they are estimating that 10 billion unique records for people residing in the United States have been stolen. And this is the marketplace where these stolen lists and the stolen information is bought and sold. This particular marketplace was one of the major online marketplaces for individuals to buy and sell hacked or stolen databases containing the sensitive information, like somebody's bank and routing number, credit card information, login credentials, social security numbers, names, addresses, phone numbers. So it's very, very good news that this organization was infiltrated and shut down and the administrator of the organization has been arrested. And this is a quote, the FBI is committed to working with our partners to bring cyber criminals to justice, no matter where in the world they live or behind what device to hide. Yeah, I'm so glad they caught them, but it's just like any big business that buys a list. They only, they're hackers. It's just amazing. It's interesting that one of the places they buy lists is universities. Yes, government entities too. It's very scary. Anyway, thank you for sharing the good news. Would you give your fraud hotline number in case anyone needs to get a hold of you? Absolutely. It's area code 805-568-2442. And I will say that again, 805 
568-2442. Thank you so much, Vicki. Until next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.